Welcome to TLDM, Evangelistic Media Network. We are a 501c3 nonprofit parachurch organization located in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Join me in this episode of Sharing the Word. Last week, we covered at least three basic steps. Now, the three steps that I covered last week is you want to set an objective. Why are you fasting? Why do you want to fast? There are times when you could say, you know what, I want to fast from. Now, fasting is saying, I am stopping and putting a, a bridge, or not even a bridge, but a barrier, in the military term, an abutment. You're putting something in the way, stopping something from coming in. That's a fast. Staying away from. Okay, Going in the opposite direction, if you want to say that. Normally, fasting is associated with stopping, putting a, a break, a pause into feeding the flesh. Some people treat fasting very seriously in other religions, and other uh, denominations may emphasize it more so than others. But fasting also in the healthcare field is important too, especially if you're going to have an exam, you have to fast for food, from food for 24 hours. So your blood work can come back normal. So fasting has its benefits. And it also has its consequences or implications if you don't do it right. Okay, so fasting is something that is also a spiritual journey. It is part of the regiment that I would say is important for a Christian to live today. They fasted in the Old Testament. They fasted in the New Testament. So if you're not a person who fasts, I think it's time to do so. Because the spirit that's within you, the Holy Spirit that's in you, wants you to fast, to get closer to God. All the kings that were God-fearing kings like King David or Solomon and others, they fasted. The apostles eventually fasted more after Jesus' resurrection. So we should be fasting. Because the flesh does take control. And if we are living to please the world and please the flesh, the Bible says in 1 John, that's enmity with God. So sometimes you got to say to the flesh, no, I'm not having that sweet. No, I'm not eating that extra extra meal, if you will, or extra portion. I'm, I'm not going to eat all these things right now because I'm feeding the flesh. I don't want to feed the spirit. See, our spirit wants more of God. That's why the Holy Spirit's in you saying, feed me. Feed me the word. Feed me more time in prayer. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us with words too great for us to moan, according to Romans 8. So we should be people of prayer. And I mean people seriously in prayer. Praying morning, noon, and evening. Worshiping God morning, noon, and evening. Reading the word morning, noon, and evening. You can do that if you understand the importance of a very mature Christian walk with God. Now the flesh and the spirit war with each other, according to Galatians, and I keep telling people, in every visit I have with everyone that I visit, who are you feeding? Are you feeding the flesh more than the spirit? If you're feeding the flesh more than the spirit, the flesh will always dominate you. That's why it's important to fast. So I say to you, 
if you haven't fasted at all as part of your spiritual walk or as a model within your discipline as a Christian, you're missing out. I can bring up communion and say the importance of communion. That's coming up in another episode. But right now, fasting is very important. See, when the apostles went out, even when Jesus was telling them, go out two by two, it's in the Gospels. And they couldn't cast out this devil out of this, this kid. They could, just couldn't do it. Jesus is upset with them. And all of a sudden, you know, he goes, how long must I put up with this? And he speaks to that demonic spirit, come out. Now, the apostles were intrigued and said, how come we couldn't do that? Jesus looked right at him and said, this kind, this was like a deaf mute spirit. This kind can only come out with fasting and prayer. So prayer and fasting come together. They're married. If you're going to fast, you got to be praying. If you're praying and fasting, you need to have that time to meditate on God's word. So fasting is really critical for your spiritual maturity and development. So if you're going to fast, set an objective. That's step number one. When you set your objective, make sure you're doing it for the right reason. Are you fasting to impress people? That's what the Pharisees did. That's what Jesus said. Don't be like them. Wash your face. Kind of look like you're okay. You know, put some oil on. Don't let people look at your misery because you're depriving yourself of food. No, you don't need to, hey, everybody, I'm fasting. <laughs> don't do that. Set the objective that you want to fast because you have an issue with the flesh. Maybe you have an issue with gossip. Maybe you have an issue with uh, falsehood or pornography or lying, whatever it may be. You're going to set an objective that you're going to take this to prayer with fasting. If the apostles couldn't cast out a demon because they didn't fast and pray over that situation, Maybe you need to say, Lord, I have this problem, and I'm believing only fasting and praying can work. That's your objective. That's very important. Now, when you set the objective, number two, step two, stick to it. Make your commitment that you're going to fast on a particular day of the week, a particular month, day of the week, for how long? Commit to it and say, Lord, I'm fasting because I want to be close to you. That's an objective. Lord, I am fasting, and I have this issue, and I'm going to pray about it because I've been praying, but I haven't fasted about it because I'm still feeding the flesh. Maybe the sources of my problem I'm still around that feed the flesh. If you're struggling with gossip, and you pray, God, deliver me from gossip, but maybe you're, you're still having a problem with gossip, then make a commitment to stay away from people. <laughs> To have a successful fast, that's not too much. So you set the, your objective, number one, to fast. Now be committed to the fast and make sure you're going to follow it. Because number three, if you're making this commitment, you're going to fast on a given day of the week, time period, and from what? And deny your flesh from that? Then make that commitment. Now prepare yourself, number three, spiritually for it. Now you've set the objective, I want to fast. It's because of this. My commitment is to do it here on this period of time. But now i got to get prepared for it. That's number three. So how do you prepare for it? You can only prepare for something like that. That's a spiritual journey. You spiritually have to deal with some baggage. 
You don't want to overpack going into a fast. And I kind of use that in an analogy of travel. If you're going for a trip for three days, you pack for three days. So if you're going to make this spiritual commitment and journey, prepare yourself spiritually, you're going to fast. You've already set the objective, number one. Number two, you're committed to a three-day fast. Then you need to deal with the baggage that you have so that you can be successful in that three-day journey of fasting. So maybe you need to go to God, prepare with your before you fast, and say, Lord, I'm struggling with unforgiveness. I'm struggling with this issue or that issue. I am now confessing these sins now before I start my fast. Start your fast in preparation to deal with the junk that you're carrying with as well. So prepare yourself spiritually. Read your Bible. Pray more. Again, I just told you earlier, three times a day. Just say three times a day, morning, noon, and night, I will pray and read my Bible. That's preparing yourself spiritually. If you haven't been doing that, that's one way to prepare spiritually for your fast. Okay? The number four is also a big one. Number four is prepare yourself physically. Not everyone, they just can't, can't do a fast. When it comes to depriving yourself of food or changing their normal food routine to something else because the fast is, which we'll get into the types of fast you can do, um, you got to prepare yourself physically. So if you're going to deprive yourself from food and just say just water, like Jesus did water. Jesus was in the desert for 40 days. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days. They didn't like bring a, 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 pack, a backpack or a, a sandwich bag of anything. No, they just went up there, God sustained them. That was their fast. Jesus fasted for 40 days. Probably lived off the cactus that were out in the desert. But he did not have his normal food did not have his normal regiment of eating and sustaining his flesh. That's why he had a spiritual fast. He was out there in the desert preparing for his ministry and after 40 days here comes the devil tempting him. We're going to talk about that too. So let me cover those four again. Number one, set your objective. Number two, you've got to be committed. You're going to now say, I, I, my objective is to have a fast from and I'm going to do this, make a commitment, and I'm going to now do it because, there's your commitment, now i got to prepare myself spiritually for it. That's number three. Then i got to go get clearance from a doctor. If I know I'm going to deprive myself from food or because of a medical condition, I know I have this issue, I'm going to go talk to my doctor just so that I can let them know, here's my spiritual journey, just like anything else, and it's going to be for a period of time that I've never have done to the flesh, you want to have your doctor kind of give you a medical clearance. Just like if you're going to work out for the Olympics, you got to go get a physical because you're going to have to do a regiment and a workout to prepare your body to be able to do the event that you're now being trained for. Same thing with a fast. If you're going to do a one-day fast, maybe not need a doctor, maybe, but I still recommend physically prepare yourself that you're going to start your lifestyle of learning to live a life of spiritual prayer and fasting. It's a part of your biblical discipline, your Christian walk. Go tell your doctor you've been committed and you're dedicated to fast minimum 
once a month or once a week from the following. And if it's food, you want to have that. Okay? So that's number four. Number five, put yourself on a schedule. Now, when you're fasting, and I, I, I give this I give this a lot of credit for people who do this. If you're in a 40-day window, you're, you're fasting for 40 days. I haven't done a 40-day fast. I'm not saying I have. Uh, uh, let me put it this way. I can recall doing 30. I don't recall doing 40. <laughs> I did a 30-day fast, not 40. That's, that's powerful. But whatever your schedule is in that fast period, you want to set yourself up, no matter how many days you're doing it, to have prayer, worship, and in the Word. Prayer, worship, and the Word. Three times a day, four times a day. Set your schedule up. If it's that you can limit what you're eating to only the following, put that in your schedule as well. So if you're fasting from meats, that's your fast for a week. No meats. It's going to be just fruits and vegetables. I get it. Put it in your schedule during your fast period time. How often you're going to eat. Put it on a schedule. Stick to it so you can be successful. Don't overdo it. Don't overeat. Don't underestimate the quality of what you're doing. Don't don't decrease. Don't increase. Just stick to the schedule. At 2 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, I'm doing the following. I'm praying at 8 in the morning, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, 6 o'clock in the evening, I'm praying and worship. Put a schedule together to stick to this fast. Because the whole point about fasting is communing with God. Listen to me. The whole point of depriving the flesh is so you can have communion with God. To say that you're going to fast for five days and you're not going to eat lunch, okay? But you work. This is important about a schedule. I'm giving this as an example. If you're going to fast and you're going to say, okay, every day for five days, I'm not going to eat anything for lunch. That's good. But in that lunch period then, you better be in the Word. You better be worshiping. You better be praying. That's the whole point. Fasting is saying, flesh, you're not in charge. Get behind me. I am now seeking the Lord, and now I'm on a spiritual journey to be closer to Him. Because man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4, verse 4. Or Luke 4, verse 4. So you're telling the flesh, uh-uh, I'm not eating during this period of time. I'm going to be reading my word. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be worshiping. Amen? So stay with the schedule. Now here's another one. So stay on your schedule. Number six. Now that you have already put yourself in a schedule and you're doing it, you're doing great. Number six is how to end your fast gradually. Okay? So again, number six is ending your fast gradually. When you come off a fast, and I use the example of lunch, period. That's the only time you're saying, that's your first, hey, for five days you're not going to eat lunch? And maybe you're the type of person that likes a big lunch. <laughs> you might have people tempt you. Okay? 
And they might say, hey, man, don't you want to eat? Like, well, I'm fasting. No. They say, I'm not hungry. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to do a body cleanse. Let it be not vague. You could be honest, but just let people know I'm fasting this from lunch. I'm just cutting back on some things. And go in your prayer time. Sit in your car. Go into a room at work somewhere. Pray and do what you have to do spiritually that you put in the schedule. But when you end that fast, that's not the time to come back at lunchtime and have a big meal. I'm just using that as an example. No. Then you, you miss the, the mis, you misunderstood the model of fasting. Okay, so that's one example. If you had a juice fast, you're just doing juices. This is important. For two days or three days. That's all you're doing. You're just doing juices. Vegetable juice, grape juice, all those things. That's your fast. If that was your commitment, that was your objective, great. Then as you're ending that fast, you want to start off, as you end it, going into eating now maybe more vegetables, a salad, something light, so that your body doesn't overreact to the deprivation of what you now put it through, which was foods anyway. So a juice fast, you're now coming off of that. Start with light stuff like vegetables that you can eat or salads or some kind of whole grains to get your body back into its mode of digesting food. Okay? So you want to be successful gradually getting back into your your way of eating. Now, I've seen people actually end a fast for a day or two, whatever they were doing. No food at all. They go to Golden Corral, <laughs> all day buffet, and they're eating. <laughs> and then they feel sick the next day or within that same window. It's like, don't do that. Again, your doctor, if you consulted your doctor about doing a fast, they will also give you recommendations. So let me give the f- six steps again. Okay? And we got one more step to go through. Number one, always set an objective. Why are you fasting? Number two, be committed to it. Now, number three, this is where people miss it. They still do. You, you can't go into a fast if you're carrying baggage. Unforgiveness, hatred, jealousy, envy. Prepare yourself spiritually. Confess those sins one to another and pray so you can be healed. So you can now have that communion with God. Number four. Prepare yourself physically. Recommend consult the doctor, depending on the type of fast you're committed to as well. But let your doctor know, your own doctor know, that this is what you're going to be doing from now on to be spiritually closer to God. You're going to put a fasting model within your Christian discipline. So I would recommend, please go see a doctor. Number five, put a schedule together. How are you going to do your fast? How many days in the fast you're doing it? What in that schedule you're going to be doing? So if you're saying, I'm not eating all day, then what are you doing during that day? Well, pray at 8 o'clock in the morning. I worship time at 9. At 10 o'clock, I'm in the Word. I'm doing, you put a schedule together. Because the whole point of a fast is to be closer to God. Okay? So your schedule should be that clear and follow it. So that's number five. Number six, number six, I said this, that schedule's important. I sometimes go, well, come on, people, you can do it. <laughs> End your fast 
gradually. I made mistakes when I started off. I made mistakes. I got to be honest with you. I remember having a big meal coming off a, a, a no, no food fast. No food at all. It didn't matter how many days I did my fast. The worst thing to do is have your favorite meal. And one of my favorite meals back in that day was mashed potatoes and gravy and fried chicken, <laughs> corn on a cob. You just had so many days without eating. That, that, did, that didn't work. <laughs> I got sick. And then it kind of takes away from what you learned in that spiritual fast. So I recommend come off your fast and eat gradually. Lighter portions, lighter dietary plan. Again, that's where talking to your doctor is very important. Okay? So if you're going to say, I'm not eating, then tell your doctor. At times I might do a one-day, three-day, five-day fast without eating food. What do you recommend I do when I come off that fast to eat? To start your body back up. Okay? That's very important. Very important. I really recommend you take these six steps right now very seriously. Let me now close with number seven. Number seven, you want to expect results from your fast. Maybe they might feel intangible, but there are tangible results in fasting. I recently came off a fast, let's say a month ago. It was seven days. But the Lord told me to practice the Daniel diet in my fast. So no, no meats of any kind. It was literally just vegetables. Fruits and vegetables with water. That was my fast for the whole week, seven days. As the Bible says, Daniel looked healthier, felt full. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't miss the meat, to be honest with you. I did not miss the meat. So coming off that fast for seven days, I just, Lord said, keep that regimen going. Keep that dietary plan together is what I'm trying to tell you. And so the results from that seven-day fast is I feel healthier. I told the wife, I said, can we now do this in our daily diet? Is Overwhelmingly, more fruits and vegetables, less meat. We can do plant proteins more so than just regular meat. I'm not a vegan. I'm just telling you I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> I'm just saying I practiced the Daniel model and it worked out beautiful for me. Some of the results do speak for itself. And one of the main results, which I'm sharing with you, since you're <laughs> my family listening, uh, cut our food bill in half. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. So if you want economic results, I got economic results. Go from an average of $400 a month for groceries for two people. Because you got meats and meats get into inflations in the area. You're dealing with inflation. We actually shopped for four and a half weeks of groceries. We bought four and a half weeks of groceries. <laughs> Here's the results from the fast. And I only spent $235 <laughs> because of following this new regiment. 
So I'm sharing it. I can, I can talk more in detail. Send me an email. Maybe I'll give you how I shop and, and, and stay in budget as well. But when we did our budget for our new month in this new results from our fast or my fast as well, we got plenty of food for $235 and we're full. And there's meat in there. We, we can have meat. We do have meat, but n not, not the typical red meats and stuff. We do a lot of fish, <laughs> chicken, turkey. We do those things, but not every day because the plan doesn't require me to eat those kind of meats every day. Fruits and vegetables, plant proteins, things of that nature. So my friends, that's what fasting did for me. Whatever you get from your fast, if you're doing a juice fast, then God's going to bless you with that. I'm going to close with these last four types of fast from. Because remember, it doesn't always have to be about food. And then next week, or the next episode, you'll hear from me talk to you about the warning signs of fasting. There's the good stuff, and there's some warning signs about fasting. If you have the wrong attitude, wrong spiritual mindset, there are some problems. I'm going to be going into some biblical scriptures on that one in detail. I need you to be prepared for that. But let me give you some four examples of fasting. And I'm done for today. I want to thank you. You can fast from watching TV. Do it. If that's your problem. You're feeding the flesh, watching too much TV. You can fast from food or types of foods that you normally eat. So don't eat meat. Then say I'm not eating meat for about three days five days a week okay not complete food but at least it's a major part of your dietary plan anyways which is is meat fast from meat. fast from alcohol fast from drinking soda fast from coffee fast from anything that comes into the body and you'll do good so I just gave you those examples TV's one because it comes into the body because it fills your mind eyes taken over. Coffee, alcohol, meats, and so on, sugars, snacks, desserts, fast from those things. Just fast from those, that's a start. So don't take fasting as complete abstinence from food. At least fast from something that is a, is a dominant source of your life that you take into the flesh. Okay? Think about that as you join me in our next episode being successful with fasting.